0: Hi, i welcome to Hacker Public Radio. My name is Ken Fallon, and today I'm doing a episode on a project that I think is really rather cool. I first came across this project last year at the Linux World Expo in the Netherlands, um, and I commented on Dave Yates' show about the project, and it's called OpenStreetMap.org. Now, the idea behind the project is to do for mapping what Wikipedia has done for Uh, in the Encyclopedia, and that's to generate an open database of free maps for around the world. Now, you might ask yourself, why are they bothering when you've got APIs uh, available for Google Maps and Yahoo and all the other people who are offering mapping? Well, the simple answer is that that data is copyrighted, and if you look on Google Earth, at the bottom right-hand corner, you can see who the particular map data is owned by. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the maps. The process involved in doing the maps is a five-step process. The first being collect the data. Two is upload the data. Then you create and edit the data. You add labels and add details to it. And then step five is you render the maps. Now, if you've got a device with a GPS unit in it, you can help the project by collecting some data and uploading it to the website. It's very simple. You just go and create yourself an account. And as you travel, your GPS unit will give you your position along the road, which is essentially nothing more than a whole go of points with a latitude, longitude, elevation and probably time. Now, at the end of your journey, you should be able to export out your data and upload it to the OpenStreetMap project. And if that's all you want to do with the project, you're adding information for the mappers to create their mapping data. Okay, let's move on to the next one. That's creating and editing OpenStreetMap data. And the OpenStreetMap has three elements. A node, ways, and closed ways. And a node is a point in space at latitude and longitude. So think of it as a uh, donating a post box or a signpost or something like that. A way is a series of nodes ordered in one direction, a one-way street for instance, or a bicycle path or something of that nature. And a closed way is a loop of a way, something like a park, a lake or an island. So if you think of it as a bit like a vector drawing, a node is a point, a way is a line, and a closed way is an area. I'm not actually going to go into too much detail here on how to edit a map because it's uh, a little bit outside the scope of what I can do here in an audio podcast. But uh, there are two tools that are available to you. One is a Java application called Port Latch, which you can use to join the dots essentially. And the other is a Java application called Java OpenStreetMap Editor. And they're both available on the OpenStreetMap.org site, and I advise you to read a little bit more about both of those before you go creating some maps. And then the final process of this is to render the map. So if you want to get involved with the project, the easiest way to go about that is probably uploading GSM data. Um, if you're interested into in vector drawing, or used of packages like Inkscape or AutoCAD or something like that, then the mapping and tagging features might be of interest to you. The project itself has met some inroads in getting map data and here in the Netherlands the map data has been donated. A lot of the map data has been donated at least. However even though uh, the map data has been is fairly comprehensive and all the streets and towns are in there is a project going on to uh, add the cycle paths for the Netherlands in and cycling is very popular here so that would be actually quite useful but if i just look around the neighborhood here myself i can see that in the time since the survey was done for the roads and streets around there's been several additions and changes in the area that would necessitate somebody going in and modifying these maps and that's that's the main benefit of the Open street map project, that when the data is there, it should be very easy for people in the locality with local knowledge to go in and change things. For instance, they've blocked off a street to make it inaccessible by cars, and it's now only accessible by bikes. They've put in an additional roundabout, they've moved, they, um, swim- they've rebuilt the swimming pool and they've moved the recreation area and they've blocked off certain things. And this is all just in within... 500 metres of where I'm living at the moment. So there's definitely a lot of work to do, even in areas where there is complete and air quotes there complete mapping data. Um, a few weeks ago I was went back home to Ireland and a lot of the areas in Ireland haven't been mapped at all, so it really is an opportunity to, to go out and get your hometown on and put it on the map so to say, forgive the pun. So uh, actually that's quite interesting just to see people coming who probably work in the towns and cities, drive down the motorways, down the local roads and end up going up some Boreen somewhere uh, for the weekend to be visit the family and they bring their GPS with them and then they upload their data. Now when that data gets uploaded it's essentially like a transparency that the m- mapping person would use and you can turn it on and turn it off in your mapping data. And then you can the actual drawing of the roads is done on a different layer. So that's kind of how that whole thing operates. A few little tips here if you're going to be getting involved in some mapping is the coordination. Uh, if you've got a camera that has a, a GPS in it, as you go along you can take photographs of streets uh points of interest like street names, the type of road. If it's a bicycle path, if the road is a bicycle path, if it's one bicycle path on either side, if it's the bicycle path's on the pavement, if it's a paved road, or whatever. And it's important to do this ourselves and not uh, pick up information from copyrighted maps because that kind of defeats the whole purpose. And it's important for us to take that information in and not be tempted to use... Uh, actual maps that we've purchased or data from other locations because very often that information is copyrighted and very often they will have Easter eggs stored in the maps so that they can prove in the court that the map data was taken from their data set and there's some very interesting things on the wiki there describing how fake roads and ch- churches have been added to make their data set unique if you are going to be going Taking photographs as you go along, and your camera does not have a GPS unit in it. A very simple tip is to take a photograph of your GPS unit showing clearly the date and time on it, and then later on the JOSM application, you can drag in the photo and correspond the time on. Your GPS unit and the time on your camera so that the offsets are correct so that all subsequent photos which have a time in the XBIF data are corresponded to a physical time on your GPS plot which corresponds to a latitude and longitude. Anyway, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna wrap it up there. Thank you very much for listening to this Filler episode and come across something that's interesting or that tickles your fancy, so to speak. Grab your microphone, record a little podcast about it, and submit it. Thank you very much for your time, and have a nice day. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.